Are you merely a hearer of the word or are you a doer as well? You see, if you're only a hearer, you'll be missing out on the extravagant blessing of God. Today's lesson will be a kick in the pants to some of you, but a heartfelt challenge to all of you. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm thrilled that you've joined me on a jolt of joy. Now, let's dig into the Word of God together in this Bible study entitled, Never, Never, Never Give Up. You're listening to the Charisma Podcast Network. God has difficult people for you to love. He has continents to be reached. He has missionaries to be supported. He has books to be written, songs to be composed, and buildings to be cleaned. God has gifts to be given, Sunday school classes to be taught, younger men and women who need discipleship, older men and women who need encouragement. God has prayers to be prayed and meals to be fixed. So get to work. Don't just listen. Be creative and apply the word of God to your life. If you only listen to the word, you will delude yourself. You will cheat yourself out of true Christianity. You will think that you are someone whom you are not. So let's all agree with James 1.22 and prove ourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. James chapter 1 verses 23 through 25. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does." These verses tell us that there's a blessing in store for those who obey, for those who apply, for those who do the word of God. Do you want to be blessed in life? Then you will apply the word of God to your life. You will obey the word of God. You will not just be a hearer, but you will be a doer of the word of God. Now we're going to compare for just a moment James 1, 19 and James 1, 21. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Let's remember that phrase, quick to hear. Now let's look at verse 21. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. The word implanted. Remember that phrase. When God speaks, look and listen intently so that the word will be implanted in your very soul. This is great discipleship advice that echoes 
through the ages from James to you. You must look intently in the word of God. You must be quick to hear what God is saying to you. And when he speaks to you, allow the word to be implanted in your soul. I just want to coach you a little bit here about the way you approach hearing the word of God taught, about the way you approach having a quiet time every day. So when when you go to Bible study during the week, when, when you go to church on the weekend, when you're spending time in the word of God personally every day throughout the week, put your cell phones away. Don't be texting or playing games, or talking to the woman beside you, or making a grocery list, or planning your day tomorrow. Now listen, I'm I'm not judging anybody. On Sunday mornings, I read my Bible on my phone. I take notes on my phone. But I have made a promise to God and to my pastor husband that I will not play games I will not answer emails. I will not allow my phone to distract me from what God is saying to me. You must look intently at what is being taught. You must be quick to hear. You must pay attention. Do not be a forgetful hearer of the word of God. You know, I want you to be blessed in everything you do. I want you to live a blessed Christian life. And verse 25 says that the way we are blessed in what we do is when we look intently at the perfect law, we abide by it, and that we're not a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. Now, do you know about this word blessed? In James 1.25, it's one of my favorite words. We learned it earlier in this Bible study. It's the Greek word makarios. It means connected to the names of God. When you don't merely listen to the word of God, but you put it into practice in your life, you have a connection to the names of God. You have an intimacy with God that will certainly be a beautiful blessing in your life. The word of God is meant to do more than penetrate. It is meant to activate you to new levels of godly and purposeful living in your life. James chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. It's interesting that in this phrase, we see religion. We see the word religious. These Jews and Gentiles to whom James was writing knew all about religion. They knew all about ceremonies and practices and sacrifices to many gods. James is saying, be done with the outward display of religious ceremonies sacrifices, and practices because they don't come from a changed heart, do they? Live the gospel. Be accountable for what you believe. True religion, pure worship begins by taking responsibility for your tongue 
and then how you treat others in need. And finally, by staying separate from your culture. Out of our relationship with Jesus Christ should come practices that manifest our devotion to him. My friends, just be kind. Just demonstrate love. Be kind in word and in deed. Stay clean. Don't have the residue of the culture on your life. This is Christianity 101. It's not religion 101. It's Christianity 101. James chapter 2, verse 1. My brethren, James says, oh no, it's time for a family meeting at our house. Family meetings were either for big announcements or for major changes. We're having another baby. We're moving. No more eating in the living room. No more fighting with one another. You know, I just want to tell you, whenever James says, my brethren in this book, be scared. Be very, very scared because you are about to be confronted big time by the words of James. James has something of paramount importance to say to the church then and the church now. My brethren, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes and say, here, you sit here in a good place, and you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Is not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. There is no room for favoritism in the body of Christ. When you deal with people, walk by faith and not by sight. Don't think that because someone is poor or uneducated, that they are unimportant to God. Every human being, rich, poor, black, white, Hispanic, educated, uneducated, are of great and eternal value in the family of God. James is reminding us that rich people can be mean as snakes, but poor people can be rich in faith. When you know Jesus, when you're part of his family, you love your neighbor as yourself, regardless of what they smell like, how big their bank account is, what color their skin is, what kind of grammar they use, or how clean their hair is. Now remember, we're going to be doers of the word and not hearers only. I have asked God to enlarge your circle of friends. I have asked God to invade your life with different types of people. You know, verse eight talks about a royal law. You are fulfilling the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
This is straight from the king's throne room to your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you want to know how to please God, show love to someone who's difficult. Verse 9 tells us that it's a sin to show partiality, to give preference to someone because of wealth or because of position. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.